Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Tenet Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely terrific day today, and hope you enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday. We went into detail on a lot of different topics, including a lot of the reasons why it's so important to maintain your diet and your health right now. Make sure you're taking proper supplementation in order to keep your immune system strong for what may be coming in the next couple months, whether it be the next flu season or whatever variant they want to release. And what's interesting about this, I had a friend of mine that I just talked to today, and he had to go up to Seattle for basically some vacation for a couple of days, just got back in today, and Seattle, Washington, Washington State, which, I mean, obviously we know that's an extremely liberal state up there, and he said it was, because he lives down here in Florida, he said it was one of the most bizarre things, since he has a, um, a vaccine passport that he got out of Mexico from family that he has down here. They basically wrote him one from a pharmacy, because he wouldn't get the shot, but, you know, he knew he was going to be traveling a lot. And he said it's the craziest thing. He said any business you go into up in Seattle, he said any restaurant you go into, first off, he's like, you got to wear a mask all time. He said people are up there, you know, pulling their mask down to take a bite of food, then putting their mask back on. He said it's it's bizarre. And he said as soon as everybody sits down, the manager, somebody walks over to them like they're ready to take their order. And the first thing they do is they ask you for your vaccine passport or a card that shows you showed a negative COVID test in the last 48 hours. If you don't have it, you're asked to leave the premises. Now, think about this for a second. This is now the standard behavior at a lot of restaurants in this state, in this city. It's just now the new normal. Remember what they kept telling everybody? This is the new normal now. You go in, you sit down, the server greets you, ask you for your papers, please. And if you don't have them, basically ask to leave. And I thought it was so bizarre. And then I thought about what we're constantly hearing more and more now with this, oh, you have to take a test. You have to take a test. I told you guys, my brother-in-law who works for a defense contractor, they approved his religious exemption. And now they have told him as of January 4th, he will have to pay and submit a test, a COVID test, every single Monday when he comes into work. It has to be submitted on his dime every week, and he has to wear a mask at all times while he's in the facility. Now, we've obviously already started to see now the more and more push to dominate and control the masses and the mindset, and this is where we're starting to see this. And now, you see Texas and Florida have been very open states. Anybody comes down here to Florida, they know we really don't care about any of this anymore. We've either already gotten it, recovered from it, or you just died from it, okay? I mean, it's just a fact. You live down here with water moccasins and meth heads and hurricanes long enough, you figure out how to survive or not in the state of Florida, Well, what we're seeing now is a massive onslaught of huge, huge, huge immigration, not just from other states moving here from blue states, as I've talked about, but illegally as well being transferred here. Just in the last year alone, I talked to a friend of mine that basically works with a big uh, commercial realtor, and they said Polk County, Central Florida, where we live, our county down here, they said between June 2020 of last year when Florida really fully opened back up, to currently up until last month, as far as October, 1.2 million people moved to Polk County alone in the last year, basically in the last like 15 months on the numbers they had. 1.2 million just in our county alone, which is the reason why we have absolutely had horrific traffic, huge housing boom, an unbelievable amount of individuals that pretty much I've never seen of. There's tons of people that you see now, and they're not Floridians. You can tell by the way they drive, by the way they act. None of them are from Florida. 
And what's interesting, Sunny FM this morning was going into detail. That's Sunny FM on Orlando Radio. Jill, one of the hosts, was on there today. And she was talking about her trip to Daytona Beach over the weekend. Now, Daytona Beach, you guys know, it's, it's an iconic beach from all over the world. And you can drive on it. Really cool. We've had huge events up there, vehicle events and stuff like that. So a lot of times I go up there once or twice a year. We'll take the kids up there, drive the trucks on the beach. They love it. Well, she said it was strange because she went to one of the big hotels over there. And she was walking around, and she said the whole hotel was full of people from South America and Mexico, and they were all walking around with lanyards on, with all this information into it, but a bunch of them had Amway, like the multi-level marketing Amway. And so she stopped and talked to a group of them. She goes, man, she goes, you guys are like all over the hotel over here. She said, oh, yeah, we're, we're for, we're, we're, we work for Amway. She goes, well, where are you guys from? She goes, well, we're, we're, we're not from around here. We're just, we're just here for training. We're here for a little bit for training. She goes, well, is there an Amway convention here? Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't know. What do you, we don't know about that. But we're worth Amway. She goes, okay, well, there's a convention. What, I mean, what are you guys doing with Amway? Oh, we're here for training with Amway. And she said they, nobody would say anything other than that. And she said the majority of them didn't even speak English. She said she went out to the pool, and she said the entire pool area was full of these people. All of them would take, so they'd take their stuff, and they'd spread it out the entire pool. All the chairs, all the lay-down benches, every, everything, towels, clothes, everything. And she goes, so they basically sat in a section on it, and then this group of them came over with their lanyards on and said, hey, this is all our stuff. You guys got to move. She said only one of them spoke English. She said, well, we're trying to find a spot to sit. She goes, we can't sit anywhere. Well, this is our stuff. You got to move. And so the manager came over to her and apologized to her, and she kind of took him to the side. This is a lady on Sunny FM. She goes, what in the world's going on? And he goes, I can't really go into any more detail. He said, but the entire east coast of Florida right now in Daytona, all the hotels are full of these individuals. And she goes, well, who are they with? And he goes, well, they're with Amway. She goes, there's no Amway convention going on. Why are these all these people here, and all of them are Hispanic or South American, and they're not speaking English? He said, I can't talk about it anymore. But just know all the hotels are having this issue right now. I am really, really sorry about this problem. There's nothing I can do about it. And she said he walked off. And the what I've been hearing now from numerous people that basically work on lower levels of government down here is that we're getting massive amounts of private contracted flights into the state of Florida, and they're dumping off huge amounts of migrants that are coming in from Mexico and from South America, and they're putting them in strategic areas to flip the ballot box in Florida on the next election to get rid of DeSantis, because here's why. There's a reason why they hit Daytona. Daytona Beach is Volusia County. Volusia County is extremely red when it votes. Volusia County never did a mass mandate. They didn't really ever even lock down in Daytona. They didn't send them down to West Palm. They're not sending them to Jacksonville. They're dropping them off in strategic locations that are basically going to turn counties blue. That's what I've been told, and that's what I'm hearing. And on this radio show this morning, she was very adamant something very, very strange is going on, considering none of these people looked like they had anything to do with Amway. So I kind of want to get those stories out there this morning to kind of give you guys a heads up on what's really going on. So a lot of stuff going on right now. This is why we constantly bring you guys as much news as we can. And also, too, I wanted to say happy birthday to Dad. It's his birthday today, so hope you guys wish him a happy birthday. And how are you doing this morning, Dad, on your birthday? <laughs> well, thanks, Austin. I appreciate the happy birthday wish. And, uh, you know, I, I turned 66, you know, on, on today. And that we had the party for it yesterday and, and now I'm in my 67th year and I like saying it that way better 
than I do saying that I'm 66. So I'm in my 67th year. I've completed my 66th year, turned 66. It's like a baby. When the baby's like, you know, eight months old, you say, how old is the baby? Say so he's eight. Well, then he turns one year and he's completed his first year. And now he's like, you know, 18 months, 20 months, then he's 24 months, then he's two years. He's completed his second year. That's how I look at my age sometimes, and it kind of gets my family very frustrated at me when I say that. But since I don't like double sixes, I'm going to say I'm in my 67th year now because I'll complete it now, and then I'll be turning 67, you know, in a year. So that's just how that works. But let's talk about this thing with Amway for a second. Now, first of all, let me say something. I don't know if these people were with Amway. You know, Amway makes some good products. I'm just going to say that. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying anything negative about Amway. Right, and it's been around for a long, long time. But you know, it's a multi-level marketing company, and what it does, it recruits people from all over the world, and you can become an Amway quote-unquote distributor for just a few dollars, and now you become quote-unquote a employee, so to speak, on a 10.99 kind of thing if you produce enough volume for Amway. Uh, here's the problem with that: there's really no way to verify any of that. They can say they're with Amway, they can get you know name tags that say Amway, but you know, Amway may not even be involved in any of it. Quite frankly, I remember years ago there was a house over in Claremont, and this guy built this huge home. It was on 175 acres. I mean, it was a mansion. I mean, it was on top of a hill. He brought in huge palm trees. I mean, this thing was like, I think, 28,000 square feet. When it went up, it went look up, it looked like a hotel going up. Austin remembers. And I mean, he had a you know dirt bike track out there. He had his own private golf course. I mean, he had a helicopter pad, a giant swimming pool. He had two kitchens in the house, and uh, all this other kind of stuff. Well, the thing went on the market. In a, you know, and basically, and uh, I was curious one day, so I thought I'd go take a look at it. And so I went over there and looked at it, and, and all of a sudden the guy, you know, tells me he's an Amway. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not an Amway. I'm just telling he tells you he's an Amway. And I said, okay. And so he was showing me all the cabinets and all the kitchens and everything else, and I noticed something. There was not one Amway product in the house. I mean, not one. You know, Amway makes some pretty good cleaning products. And there wasn't one single Amway anything anywhere in the house. And I thought that was a bit odd. And it was like, well, I'm from South America. I built my Amway business in South America. And I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, bud, whatever. And, uh, you know, within a few years, the house fell into complete disrepair. He defaulted on the mortgage. Uh, it ended up selling for pennies on the dollar of what it cost to build. And then finally it got so unbelievably run down, it was bulldozed. I mean, it was bulldozed. And, I mean, it's gone now. Kind of like Carpenter's Home Church. It's gone now, too. It was a 10,000-seat auditorium here in Lakeland, Florida. So I don't know what's going on and why they're, quote, unquote, all these people from Amway staying at all of these hotels. But would it surprise anybody that someone has given them a fake name badge and put them into hotels as a cover story, which they may be there with an Amway convention, but there was no Amway convention. But they're suddenly given a place to live and bring, being brought in by the plane load. Does, does Governor DeSantis even know about this because he tried to stop this? See, that's the thing with private aviation. Let me just kind of share with you guys for a second. I've got some friends who've got private, they've got private planes. And there's literally a thousand airports all over the country that you don't know about if you don't fly private. You don't know about them. Do you think, well, you got Orlando International and you got Tampa International and you got Miami International and you got Jacksonville International and, well, no, you've got literally another 500 or 300 or 400 airports all around Florida that you basically can fly into and out of with absolutely no supervision. I'm going to say that again, no supervision. You know, you can file a flight plan if you want. And if now if you're running a commercial service and you're actually having to record the names of the people on your airplane, 
you have to do that. But if you're running a you know a personal flight, you don't have to record anybody on anything. You have to do anything. There's no rules for that. So a lot of people can be brought into these smaller airports. And some of these smaller airports will have a six or seven thousand foot runway. You know, the one in Lakeland right now, it has a, almost a 9,000-foot runway, and it's turned into the giant headquarters for, you know, for Amazon. It's like every day, all day long, jets flying over from Amazon. And so the state of Florida has basically put DeSantis on the power, and that the state of Florida has not basically succumbed to this vaccine mandate. It has not succumbed to the masks. Let me ask you a question. If you're coming from a communist country down in South America, and you were raised basically as a socialist, and now you're being brought up here, and you're being told that the Democrats put you here, and they got you out of the hell hole you came from, and no longer have to eat out of the garbage dump, which some of them do, by the way, now. They're not all of them. Some of them are very wealthy that have come here. All of a sudden now, you're kind of beholden to the Democrats, aren't you? And when they tell you to vote for a Democrat, you're going to vote for a Democrat because they're giving you all this free stuff. You know, this infrastructure package, this, what is it, the third or fourth one they passed now, which seems like no infrastructure ever gets built, but they keep passing more and more infrastructure bills. You know, where's all that money going? Where are the trillions and trillions of dollars going for these infrastructure bills? Is it being used to run people through, quote, fake conventions and being put into hotels to pay for all of this stuff? I don't know. I told you the story. I had a friend of mine. He was German. Good man. He's dead now. And he ended up, uh, he went through the sinner's prayer with me many years ago. And he died because he, ended up with, he became septic, got, got into a knife fight, no less. And, you know, he was like a bounty hunter from, for the German government. And he got into a knife fight and got cut up and got septic and died in his 60s. And I remember one time I was talking to his wife, and his wife's a hardcore liberal communist socialist leftist. I mean, she's basically nuts, to be honest with you. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I finally, I talked to my friend, my German friend, and I said, what the heck? He goes, I didn't know she was like that when I married her. I said, well, you probably should have done some more research on her. He goes, I don't know what to say. And she's a communist. And she absolutely hates the United States. She hates Confederate statues. She hates what the United States stands for. She hates the American flag. But she lives here. And she's an unbelievably hardcore leftist. And you think, how does that happen? Well, because remember what I talked about to you guys a long time ago, and Austin has too. When a child is young, they're in a theta brainwave state. And if they're trained that Marxism is good, if they're trained that Satanism is good or Kabbalah is good or anything is good that's evil, they believe that. And they're hardwired to believe that. And even if you try to tell them later on in life that it's not good, they don't listen. It's like it's like they've been imprinted by that, and they can't change the way they think. That's why it's so important. Listen to me, friends. That you take your children to church every week. That you teach them about Jesus. That you pray with them. Because gosh, the guys, this world is pulling so hard right now against all of the children because it wants the generation of kids. What are they saying now? These new this new generation of kids, twenty and under, approximately thirty five percent of them. Are they saying that they're lesbian or gay or bisexual? A third of the children are saying they're bisexual transgenders? What is this? Well, why has that happened? Because the media has made this quote-unquote attractive Hollywood, the Kabbalist Hollywood, the transgender Hollywood who basically pushes the Kabbalah on everybody. I mean they had a picture of Madonna yesterday coming out of a Kabbalah ceremony over there in London with her children in tow teaching them the Kabbalah. Oh, yeah, it was yesterday in England. See, these people are training our children to be what they want them to be. You know, it's so frustrating. You, know, you raise your kids, and you do it everything you possibly can. 
but the world is really, really tugging on them. Look at this. Look at this Travis Scott concert. Look at this. I mean, this is an article from Newsweek. This is a Newsweek. You know, this says Travis Scott satanic festival blood sacrifice conspiracy theory spreads after the tragedy. This is Newsweek. Travis Scott satanic blood sacrifice. I mean, it says while events that occurred at Astroworld Festival in Texas over the weekend have been widely described as hellish by attendees. A number of theories have cropped up, which claimed that the concert was some type of blood sacrifice. At Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival in Houston on Friday night, eight people died and dozens more were injured as crowds surged towards the stage. Two teenagers, 14 and 16, were also died. Several videos from attendees have been circulating on social media showing that the rapper appeared to not even stop the show despite witnessing people passing out and medical staff attempting to revive them and hauling off the corpses. He didn't stop. However, during a live stream of the performance, he could be seen stopping several times, calling on someone to help and who had passed out in the crowd. The disturbing scenes have also seen people claim that the concert was a blood sacrifice as much of Scott's promotional material is centered around and on demons, and demonic energy, energy imagery and symbolism what and this is what's pulling the kids travis scott literally shows himself as a demon in his new album cover the, the whole afterworld was set up as a sacrificial ritual and no one will change my mind about that. that's one of the tweets at afterworld this year the 30 year old performed on stage styled at the gates of hell why revelers entered a entered the gig through a large sculpture of his mouth which has been likened to the famous christ in limbo painting by which depicts the mouth of hell. Travis Scott did a sacrifice. Look at the symbolism of the event. You see, see you on the other side is the tagline. Another tweet. People walking into his mouth and through a doorway into another world on promo poster for Astro World. And this is the group, the Kabbalists, the Luciferians, the Satanists, the witches, the weirdos, who also do the halftime ceremonies for the Super Bowl. And they're telling you they run the planet. They have done that for thousands of years. It's the ancient Canaanite religions that I talk about all the time that nobody else seems to think about. And it's frustrating because this is the group that runs the planet. This is the group that hired Jeffrey Epstein. This is the group that runs Mossad. This is the group that runs the Costa Nostra. This is the group that does all of this stuff all over the world all of the time, including this concert on Friday night. They kill these people. Now, I'm going to say something. This is... This is, I have a unique perspective on this. Now, Austin does, too, because he was up on the stage with me several times when I did the seminars back in the, in the 90s. And, you know, I brought him up and introduced everybody to my family. And Austin was probably 10 years old, the last ones I did. And what I would do, I'd walk on a platform, and I'd be in a stadium. It's a big, giant platform, and I'd be sharing the platform there with President Bush or Barbara Bush or Colin Powell or Schwarzkopf or Larry King or who knows, you know, Bill Cosby before he was known to be such an unbelievable slime bucket. And all these different people, notorieties, Henry Kissinger, Benjamin Netanyahu, all the weirdos that I didn't know who were weirdos 25 years ago, they were there. And we'd each have a time slot, and we'd each speak to the whole crowd. And I can tell you this because I've got the unique perspective of knowing this. When you're in an auditorium like that, a huge facility, and you're looking at the crowd because of all the lights in your eyes to light you up in the big screen behind you, you could see for about the first 30 rows of people. After that, it goes black. You can't see past that because of the lights in your eyes and because of the shadowing. So when all these people rushed towards the stage and they saw this, he saw this. Travis Scott saw exactly what was going on. And he basically forced them and rushed them to the stage, and they got trampled and died. And I think about it for a second. How many more got injured? 
But he saw it. He could see everything happening around him in front. But why didn't he stop the concert? Why did he say, stop it? He didn't want to do that. Because in that, because what was happening, there was a giant blood ritual sacrifice going on right there, right at the concert. In my opinion, why was he going to stop it? This is why they came there. This is the point of all of it. And guys, think about this for a second. Why would he do something like this if it wasn't to basically support his faith of the weird stuff they believe in? These, and my daughter, she's a great singer. And she talked to me this weekend. She's like, she'll be 19 years old next month. And she said, Dad, I've learned something about the Hollywood music industry. It's all satanic. And she looked at me. She goes, yesterday, we were having a prayer time. And she came in after a prayer time. And she, and she said, she goes, you know, well, Dad, you know, it's kind of like this. She goes, it's kind of like, you know, this Travis Scott thing. She goes, this was a giant sacrificial bloodletting ritual. My daughter says this. I said, yeah. I said, I know. She goes, it's obvious. She goes, now all of Hollywood and all of the music industry is steeped in this. And I said, I know, guys. And that's why it's so important. Listen to me. You can't let your children willingly, when they're underage, get involved in this stuff. You've got to monitor what they look at online. You don't even, they don't need a telephone until they're like 16 and they're driving a car. I, I, now, okay, now that, I, I'm going to say that again because you guys are going to all mad at me for this one. My kids didn't get phones when they were young. I didn't give them to them. They don't need them. They don't need iPods and iPads and iPhones and all this other stuff. And they don't need any of that stuff. Now, if they're in school, they may need a computer because a lot of schools now are teaching via computer. And you may have a computer at their home, at your home, but you got to put blocks on it so they can't be looking at weird stuff. And you need to keep it locked up so they don't just sit around hours on end surfing the internet, looking at all kinds of sick stuff. Very, very important. Now, when they're 16 and they're driving, it's safer to have a phone with them because at least that point if something happens with the car breaks down, they can call for service. But a lot of these cars have OnStar and other things now. They just dial 911 pushing the red button on the, on the, on the ceiling. But the reality is this. A lot of people are giving their telephones and they're giving their kids phones at three and four and five and six years of age, which blows my mind. It really does. Or iPads. I see it in restaurants all the time. These kids have to be monitored because the world is pulling on them so hard right now. With all the satanic stuff and the imagery that's going down, because your brain, remember, is controlled by images because of the right brain interface. You've got to keep that stuff out of your kid's head. And you've got to put the Bible into them and the word of God into them. You've got to read scripture to them. And you've got to pray with them all the time. You've got to keep them in church. You've got to keep them in Sunday school all the time. Because no matter what you do, sometimes these kids go sideways and you can't stop it. But at least if you plant the seed and you put the word of God into them, when they get old, they'll remember what they learned. And when they realize their life has gone to poop in a handbasket and now they don't know what to do, sometimes they may return back to the word. and Sometimes they may return back to God, but not all the time. And let me tell you something, guys, if you've done and ladies, if you've done all you can, it's on them. It's not on you anymore. And you've got to realize that sometimes you just got to let them walk away do whatever they're going to do because you can't fix everybody. You're simply not able to do that, including your own children, if they go sideways. Always remember that, guys. Don't blame it on yourself, but make sure when you're young and you got these young kids, you keep them in church, you keep them in school. And Savannah said something to me because she ended up going to private Christian school. She got older, and she told me, she goes, well, Dad, I really knew a lot of Bible. I knew a lot of Bible answers, what you guys taught me. She says, plus you got me one of those picture Bibles. It's kind of like like a cartoon thing, right? And it's you know it's four or five hundred pages long. But it's got like the entire old, well, most of the old New Testament all written out. 
in the Gospels and what Jesus did, and it reads like a comic book. And she goes, yeah, I read that over and over and over and over again. It really taught me a lot of scripture, and it made me have an understanding of what the Bible was. And now she's telling me that Travis Scott concert was a sacrificial blood ritual. She brought that up to me. Guys, take care of your children. Train them up in the way they should go. And when they are old, we've got to believe they will not depart and they'll come back to the face. Please, for your kids' sake. Also, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? You're absolutely right. I mean, 100%. I, I, I saw the same article today that was going into detail on how basically like 30% of the millennial generation now now identifies as some LGBTQRSTUV nonsense. And I just shook my head when I saw the article. And I'm like, well, it's, it's, it's not surprising to me, though, because the television and the music have trained a lot of these kids to go in this direction, along with the public school systems now that are nothing more than communist indoctrination camps. And you got to sit back and kind of got to go, are you really surprised? We're teaching five-year-olds about gender studies in California. I mean, are we, are we really surprised? And now, finally, now parents are finally having enough as you see what we're starting to see now all across the country with more and more parents getting involved in the public school system boards which is great i I commend them i encourage them to do so but one of the issues we're running into now is it's gotten so steeped in the school systems and the curriculums are so far embedded and the communists are so far holding some of these school boards not all of them but some of them that now it's becoming a point to where it is an unbelievably difficult uphill fight to try to make changes in the school system because we've let it go so far. If that's being the case, then again, I've encouraged people, do the best you can as far as with what your kids are doing with school, whether you need to get them in a different school, whether you got to do homeschooling, whether you know basically a, a homeschool co-op or whatever you have to do, but be involved with it. And dad had nailed it on the head. Keep them off the dog on iPad, especially at a young age. It's, it's embarrassing to me when I go out in public and I go to dinner or I go out a restaurant and I see, you know, two and three year old kids sit at the table drooling on their iPad the whole time. I mean, that's just embarrassing, man. It really is. I mean, and you wonder what's going to happen to these kids. I mean, you, you think the millennials and the generation Z kids right now were bad enough with this. You wait till you see when we have an entire generation that grew up on electronics and iPads from the age of one to two years old all the way until their current age. Because remember, even a lot of the generation Z kids that are 18, 19, 20 years old now that were born after 9-11, the computer industry and a lot of the, the cell phones and all that, they had not gotten that advanced yet. The computers were still pretty basic. The cell phones, you know, we had like, what, the Razor in 2006? That was like the pinnacle of cell phones. Flip phone, you know, little potato phone camera on it. I mean, that, that was the best thing they had back then. So, you know, they didn't have a lot of the equipment at a very young age until they started getting older. Well, this is going to be a giant experiment now, and now we're seeing this experiment expanded even further to now include these children in this COVID injection and to make sure they're tested and they're masked all the time. And I, I saw something the other day, and it kind of made me you know, think about it as a very valid point. If we know that the death rate of COVID in young children 
is less than drowning in bathtubs and less than lightning strikes, and there's virtually no significant death risk to young children when it comes to a virus that you build a natural antibody to once you had it. And a lot of these kids, majority of these kids now, from what I'm hearing, when they've been antibody tested, they all all have antibodies because they pretty much all got exposed to it at some point. They put their fingers in their nose, put their fingers in their mouth. They don't wash their hands like they should. It's just part of dealing with kids. They swap toys. I mean, this is what they do. They're four, five, six years old. And so you have a generation now that majority of them are probably pretty antibodied up to this. But yet we're now mandating it in places like San Francisco, where you now your five-year-old child is now going to have to have their vaccine passport to go anywhere. I mean, is this supposed to be something that we think is socially acceptable? And that's what my buddy told me was in Seattle. He said the scariest part about what he saw up in Seattle was how rude and normalized everyone was to this. He said, you know, they're standing in line to get a sandwich at a deli, and there's all these big markings on the floor. Stay six feet apart. He said as soon as somebody would move forward, everybody would step to the next one in unison. They'd all stand on their little squares the whole time. You know, they, they tried to do that in Florida. Nobody really gave a rat's butt about that down here. We're kind of like, this is stupid. My biggest one was when they put the arrows on the public's aisles. Oh, you can't go this direction down the aisle. You can only go this direction. You can't come back and X with an arrow on it. And I'm like, really? Really? Are you trying to be that blatant with your propaganda? And they were. And they did a very, very good job at it for the vast majority of people. But a lot of people now have realized the whole thing's a sham. And I saw a quote from Ron Paul that he put up the other day, the Dr. Ron Paul. And he said, no single person, even including the president of the United States, should ever be given the power to make a medical decision for potentially tens of millions of Americans. Freedom over one's physical person is the most basic freedom of all, and people in a free society should be sovereign over their own bodies. When we give government the power to make medical decisions for us, we in Essex accept that the state owns our bodies and everything about us. And he 100% nailed it on the head. I've said that so many times. When you start letting somebody else say, no, that's we, we, we own you. We decide what you can and can't do, and we decide what we get to inject in your body. And it's interesting. I saw a sign-up a while back. It was online, and it said, basically, we're not forcing you to get the shot. We're just going to take everything away that you have until you get it. Well, that's pretty much what they're doing now. One good thing I saw earlier, the city council of Overville, California, now declared themselves a constitutional republic on Tuesday, citing that Governor Gavin Newsom's COVID health regulations are the reason and have infringed on their rights. The resolution, which passed 6-1 to one on the city council, continued the battle with the state government over the COVID restriction. Last year, they said Overville refused to enforce state requirements prohibiting indoor dining. Butte County, where Overville is located, declined to comment on the mass mandate earlier this fall and wouldn't follow it. Orville's population is roughly 20,000 people, and the city is 90 miles outside the San Francisco, the state capital. Despite the city's resolution, legal experts cast doubt about the effectiveness of their town's affair and will be continuing to fight it. And so what they're doing is they're trying to make an example out of this and stand up the best they can as a city. And I have to give them – commend them for that. They're, they're trying to basically have no vaccine mandate. The problem is when you have a city – inside of a county, inside of a state, try to do something like this, it's very difficult to make traction. That is why 
our, basically our governor down here, DeSantis, has made such a big splash because he's the governor of the state, which is essentially the president of Florida, so to speak. And so he has had the ability to continue to push back on this and will not comply with any of these regulations or COVID mandates or vaccine mandates or anything. And that's why he's constantly been pushing back and saying they're finding businesses now if they do this and so forth. And it's, it is an unbelievable legal battle now that's been going down here in Florida repeatedly. And we're seeing it become more and more aggressive. And I think the reason why so many people are really, really, really awake down here in Florida is because they've realized, like I said earlier, you kind of have to figure it out down here in Florida to survive. Now, it's become a lot of the population has become very, very soft down here, as sad as that is, because so many Yankees have moved down here from up north that are just hard liberal, and they think everybody needs to be babysat and bottle-fed their whole life, which is not how Florida grew up. I mean, I read a quote from one of the senators back in the 1800s, and they were dealing when they were talking about the territory of Florida and whether or not they wanted to basically bring it into the United States. And he came out, and in a nutshell, I don't have it in front of me, he basically said, why would anybody possibly want to go down to that territory? He said it's basically infested with gators and mosquitoes, and nobody in their right mind would possibly ever want to live down there. And, you know, he was right back then because I've seen some old photos before of Florida back when it was rural Florida. I mean, like rural, rural Florida. And, I mean, if you've ever been out basically to the Bayhead areas and the Cypress areas and some of the intercoastal areas where it's still swampy, I mean, you can't really imagine why somebody would pull up on a boat in the swamp and go, this is a good place. It's only 95 degrees. There's gators everywhere. and There's mosquitoes the size of your head. This is where we should start building property at. <laughs> uh, just a little, little humor for today. Also, too, in other news, the CDC, Walensky, is now doubling down on mandating and telling everybody that they have to wear masks, even though the CDC has absolutely zero enforcement agency. They don't do anything. They're basically a multi-tiered agency that also has a nonprofit organization attached to them, and they can take donations from other countries. A lot of people don't realize that. They went on to say now, she put out, mask reduce your chance of COVID infection by more than 80%. That's a complete lie. There's been no research to actually support that. There's been a ton of research to actually rebuttal that. And listen to here. Here's where it goes. Masks are also helpful to protect from others' illnesses like the common cold and flu. Wearing a mask while getting vaccinated are the important steps to stay healthy. And, boy, she got eviscerated on, in, or on um, Twitter. People were coming out there. They said, this is a disastrously bad message for the CDC. We're wearing masks for the cold and flu now. Are you even serious? Another person came out there and they said, they're extremely claustrophobic. And she goes, the mission creep of this statement ref referencing now cold and flus is extremely concerning. I fear the goals. They want everybody to be masked forever. Another person put, mask to help protect against the common cold? We didn't care about this for the last hundred years. Why are we doing it now? Is it because we're desensitized to it? Another said, I said they wanted masks forever. It was called a conspiracy theorist last year. 
Hmm, that's aged interesting. And I mean, Twitter app one after another after another after another after another. One guy put on there. Y'all thought after they approved the vaccines for the five to eleven year old children, you thought they'd get rid of the mask, didn't you? They didn't wait long to shoot down your hopes. No, they want this to be part of the new social contract they're crafting and coercing because you know it's all about science. And I thought about what they're saying here now. And a lot of people, at least, I'm glad we're awake to rebuttal some of that. But this is exactly where we're going with this now. And I've said this from the very beginning last year, even when everybody eviscerated me and basically told me I was a grandma killer when I wouldn't wear a mask. I said the reason why they're wearing the mask it is an occultic symbolism of submission. It is for you to show everybody that you're submitting to what you're being told and pushing into the new world order. You are now muzzled like a dog. You are muzzled like a peasant, and you show everybody you agree with that. The problem is a lot of people missed that memo. They took it as, I'm going to wear a mask so I can virtue signal and show what a good person I am. Like I said earlier in the week, last week, what we've done now is you've taken individuals that have no peace or happiness, have no Jesus Christ in their heart, have no goals or dreams either. They did really nothing. They kind of just mooched off the government and were just a mindless entity walking around. And now you gave them this cult purpose. They're now part of the Covidian cult where they get to walk around with their sticker that shows they've been vaccinated and their passport that proves they've been injected. And they get to wear their mask to show everybody what good, good people they are. And that's that is now become their purpose. And the media and the psychological operations through the propaganda have really done I got to give that they've done an incredibly good job at this psychop, one of the most effective ones I've ever seen. And that is why I have said so sincerely and convicted all the way down to my core that I will not comply with any of this when it comes to shots or masks, period. Neither will my family, my immediate family at all, and neither will any of my friends that I'm around because they know if they go along with this, they are going against every single thing they believe. Because I send them my shows. I send them the articles. I send all the time group chats with different friends. I'll send them articles. Every time something pops up that's interesting, I'm like, bam, bam, bam. You, you can't hang around me very long enough and not wake up about what's really going on. And that is why it's so important people forward this show and forward these articles and do the best we can to encourage people. Because even if you didn't know any better and you got injected with this, I promise you, it's not going to stop. The compliance is going to continue to be demanded of you further and further and further. Look, they're already talking about the fourth booster shot. You're going to be available now in February. They're already talking about making your children susceptible to this. The kids are the main goal that they're going afterwards right now, and they want to condition them to wear a mask, be a peasant, get injected all the time. Because remember, the next thing they're going to do next to get full immunity, for Pfizer to get full immunity for this injection so they can't be sued at all, this shot, the community shot that's been approved that's not even available that they said can be basically transferred back and forth between the biotech shot. I went in detail with this. They never approved the current shot that's out there right now. They approved the commodity shot that's not even available in the United States. The reason why they did this is the next step, in my opinion, and from the doctors that I've been looking at, they're saying that the commodity shot is going to be added to the vaccine mandate schedule for children next year. That is why it's been approved for 5- to 11-year-olds, even though there's been zero long-term research, including developmental, cognitive, and basically what happens when these kids go into puberty and they have these shots. Another thing that nobody understands either, is, unless you read this, the shot that they're giving to 5- to 11-year-olds is allegedly half the dose of what adults are getting from this shot. 
there is no dose specific for weight size for 5 to 11-year-olds, meaning a 5-year-old kid that's 45 pounds is going to get the exact same amount that an 11-year-old that's 80 or 90 or 100 pounds is going to get right now. They did not change the dosage on it. It's the same for 5 to 11. That is one of the most unheard of, one of the most illicit, blatantly illegal things I've ever heard from a human rights standpoint. That would be the equivalent of saying, oh, well, you know what? If a 10-milligram oxycodone works for a grown adult, then you know we're going to give a 12-year-old that's 80 pounds the same dosage on it. Absolutely not. You would not do that. Everything with drugs is weight dependent. You don't give somebody that's 30 pounds the same drug that you give somebody else that's 180 pounds. You never do that. They're doing that with this injection. So my heart goes out to a lot of these young children because a lot of parents are going to force this on them. And that's why they're rolling these giant vaccine trucks that are going to be coming to the schools now. They've already said this. They're going to be doing vaccine campaigns at every school across the the country now. And majority of the places, they're not going to give parental consent to this because it's an emergency use authorization. And now the fact that OSHA has gotten involved and made this obscure report basically stating that it's a health requirement now in businesses, which makes no sense to me at all because every business has different types of guidelines, even under OSHA guidelines. Certain things that you have to require and put guidelines out for construction jobs are not the same thing that you're going to be putting forth in a desk job where you're answering phones. So why would you blanket it across the whole board? The reason why is they want to get every single person injected with the sludge, including all the way down to six-month-olds, which they're in the process right now of getting emergency authorization approval for now. Six-month-olds to four-year-olds is the next goal that they're rolling out right now. Continue to get the truth out there and understand they're coming for the kids for the final act, Dad. What do you think? Well, I told everybody six months ago this is where it was going. They were going to make it part of the shot schedule. And everybody got all mad at me. No, they'll never do that. I'm like, well, guess what? They're doing it now. And pretty soon it'll be injected. It'll be like a hepatitis shot. You have to have it at birth. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be, this is what they're going to do. Because they got to change the DNA as young as they possibly can. They've got to make this hermaphroditic agenda as quickly as they possibly can. Gosh, they've already got a third of these millennials, I guess, now saying they're gay or trans or bi or whatever. Whatever. It's all, it's all perverted. And so now it's just one of those things that we're sitting back and we're looking at it and going, do you understand why we pitched such a little <clears throat> fit uh, last year and two years ago about the mask mandates? And why Austin and I kept saying no and no and no and no and no. And I got into constant altercations. I got into, I think, five altercations about wearing, not wearing a mask here in Florida. And, you know, now Florida basically, uh, you know, is, is, is the one state that people are really, like you said, awesome coming to. We've literally doubled the size of our county in the last two years. And now we're sitting here going, what the heck? Now we can't even drive around on the roads without being stopped in traffic jams constantly. And see, because Florida's free. That's why they got to bring all these people in from South America under some kind of Amway logo. I have no idea what that's all about. And, you know, I'm not picking on Amway. It makes some good products. I'm just saying, is it real? So I'm asking, where's the convention? Where's the trading centers? Because when you have these multi-level marketing companies come in, they have huge they have huge conventions. They have you know two, three, four, five, ten thousand people. They have like the Amway Center in Orlando, and they'll put in fifteen, twenty thousand people in a convention center for training. Where's that happening in Daytona Beach? Apparently, the hotel manager can't talk about it. So there you go. All of these things are being done very, very subtly, just like they did the fluoride. You know, back in 1946, after they found they'd use it in Dachau, and they started putting it in our food supply. And then, you know, and then Stanley Kubrick came out and did that movie, you know, you know about, about World War III and starting World War III over fluoride. 
You know, all the stuff that one had Slim Pickens in it. You know, Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, you know, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, all of this stuff has been leading up to this point now by dumbing down the population enough with fluoride. Even Harvard School of Public Health has said that fluoride lowers IQ scores. And so we're dumbing them down, dumbing them down, dumbing them down, dumbing them down, dumbing them down with injections of fluoride until now they're so stupid they think they're by, by transgender and, you know, they're 15 years old. Oh, I'm queer. I'm this. I'm that. Well, no, you're not. No, you're not. Back in the old days, I'm going to say something really politically incorrect. Back in the old days, if a kid came up to his daddy and said, you know, he's five years old, hey, dad, can I try on my sister's dress? He'd get slapped upside the head. Whoop, did I say that? said, listen to me, you little stinking brat. You're not wearing girls' clothes. That's the end of it. He goes, okay, that's it. I'm done. That was the end of it. That was it. We're putting the redwood paddle to his bottom. Do whatever you want to call it. I don't care. But we didn't put up with that crap back in the 50s. Nobody did. But now it's like, oh, okay, a little five-year-old wants to be gay, wants to be queer, wants to be a trans. Well, let's reinforce that behavior. Give him a dress to wear. You don't believe that? Look at that Twix commercial. I, I talked about it. I posted it on the website for Halloween. Bleh. God, I loathe that holiday. And none of you should be su- supporting Halloween. If you don't believe it, listen to the show I did Friday a week ago on Halloween. Listen to it. There's no reason to do that. And then we got all these liberals moving down here to Florida. Number one, they can't drive for hoot. And they always drive minivans. That's I mean, unbelievable. They gotta have a minivan. I don't know what that's all about, or 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 you know, or an electric vehicle, Prius or whatever. And they're always getting in the left-hand lane and not getting over. It's the craziest thing. It's always the minivans. It's always those guys all the time. Same thing in Europe, blocking the road, blocking the road, blocking the road. And now we've got all these minivans and electric cars coming down here. And DeSantis has got his hands full trying to get reelected here in a couple of years. He really does. I mean, I'd like to have him as a president of the United States, but I'd rather have him stay here in the state of Florida. And they're making us more and more communist-oriented here in Florida until they create their little utopia of Seattle here in Florida, too. And it's like Austin said, they virtue signal by wearing their mask. Oh, I'm going to wear my mask today. I'm better than you. No, you're not. You're an idiot. Why are you wearing a mask? Because it tells you that way. No, you're an idiot. Why, why are you wearing a mask? Because I want to stay. No, because you're an idiot. And they don't work. So there, that's about as clear as I can be. You know, and so... I, I, I've said this a hundred times. If you're in church and you're sick as a dog and you're coughing up a lung, don't go to church. How about that? Stay at home. If you're at work and you get sick and you feel absolutely horrible, you know you're contagious, stay at home. You know, and just stay away from other people. But you don't have to be walking around, you know, strapped down and muzzled down. It's interesting. Let me tell you a couple funny stories. I remember years ago, I, we, we lived on a canal. or We had a fish camp when I was a kid. My dad had sold part of the farm up in Iowa and bought a fish camp down here in Central Florida when he and my mom got married after she came over from Germany in 52. And I'll never forget, there was a canal that ran from Lake Mariana to Lake Jesse on this fish camp. And sometimes of the year it would be dry because the water would be low, and other times it would be, you know, like two foot, three foot, four feet of water deep in it going through it. And I remember I started realizing at a very young age that this thing really liked to be inhabited by water moccasins. You know, water moccasins, these types of pit vipers, they actually have, they don't lay eggs like regular, you know, reptiles do. They actually come in and they actually have live birth. And they'll put them anywhere they want and they'll have a big nest, a big clump of them. And the mother will protect them. And what's funny about this is one day I was down there by the canal at the lake and it had a big white sand middle of it where the sand had come out of the lake where it had been washing out of Lake Mariana, which was a very clean lake back then. And on the edges was like a black swamp, you know, on the side of the canal. I was cleaning the side of the canal out. And I was probably about 10 years old, had a shovel in my hand. And here comes a big water box, about five feet long, big old fat thing, probably uh, 18 inches in circumference. And yeah, they get that big, by the way. And this thing's 
crushed, you know, swimming down the, down the, down the, the stream thing. And so I, I said, I'm going to kill this thing. So I hit it with a shovel and it looked at me. I'll never forget this because my shovel was dull and it backed up and coiled up. And I thought, uh oh. And I remember I ran up the side of the canal as it landed right by me as it tried to strike me. Oh yeah. So then I went after it again with a shovel and it disappeared into the murky side of the canal. That's Florida. And Austin's right. That's Florida. And then we have these gators and garfish and turtles everywhere and snapping turtles. This place is full of reptiles and things that like to bite you and kill you and all kinds of spiders and snakes and you name it, it's here because we're living in a subtropical climate down here. Years ago, my wife and I first moved to the fish camp. We first moved back down here from Tallahassee for a little bit and I'll never forget. I told her, I said, be very careful. There's roots on the ground from the trees having been washed from the erosion. And I said, you may think that's a root, but it may be a water moccasin. She says, okay, whatever. We walk down to the lake one day, and she's barefoot. so about two acres of property. And she steps right on top of a water moccasin. I kid you not. Didn't see it. Wasn't looking. And the thing moved under her foot. And she literally did a Fred Flintstone. She went straight up in the air and started treading air. I didn't think it was physically possible. I thought it was against the laws of physics, but I saw her do it. And she was that scared with adrenaline. And she grabbed traction finally, and she took off, and she ran away. I ran up the house, got an AMT's hardballer, stainless steel, 45. And I, by that time, that big old thing was already back out to the lake. And I shot it and cut him in half. And you think, well, I can't believe he shot that snake. Okay, listen to me. These are pit vipers. They're unbelievably dangerous. A few years ago, Sharon and I were with the kids, and we were up at a fort up in, you know, in the pan, not a panhandle over by Jacksonville, you know, in South Georgia. And I'll never forget, we actually went to a, <laughs> we were tra- walking this trail, and there's a, there's a snake, there's, there's a stinking rattlesnake on the trail. And all these kids are running around and by this snake, and they're all barefoot, they got their swimsuits on, and I grabbed a dog on big limb to kill this, rattlesnake because i'm used to killing pit vipers in florida and then the guy from the from this park we were in a state park comes running out he sees me with this big limb apparently one of the sissified liberals was yelling that i was about to kill the snake this pit viper he comes out and says, you can't kill that snake that snake's got rights you kill that snake i'm gonna arrest you boy and i looked at him i said what's wrong with you this is a pit viper it's a rattlesnake it ain't endangered. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. That snake's got to be protected. You're in a park. And he picks it up. I'll never forget this. The guy's an idiot. He picks it up with a stick. He's lucky to get bit. And he picks it up by its middle and carries it over into the bushes about 10 feet off the park, off the, off the sidewalk where you couldn't see it, and drops it into the bushes. And I said, what's wrong with you? It can move. It's going to come back over here. It could bite a child. Are you like a moron or what? Well, you just need to leave this park if you don't think that you know, these, these snakes have rights. And I said, no, they don't. I've killed a whole bunch of them. And I said, they're awful. Didn't make any difference. He let the snake go. Years later, we're here at the house. We live on a lake down here in Florida. but Everybody, kind of, everybody lives on a lake here where we are. It's like a 100 lakes around us. And the neighbor cut a bunch of bushes and put them on the lake. And I said, you don't want to do that. I said, they're, they're going to decay. It's wintertime, and the snakes are going to come up here to get heat and warmth because of the decaying vegetation. Well, you don't know what you're trying to laughing. It's another northern liberal weirdo. I said, okay, all right, whatever. So the garbage people didn't pick it up for two or three weeks, and pile got bigger, hotter. Finally, he went out there one day with a pitchfork. He decided he was going to load it up and haul it off himself. And I looked at him. I said, his name was Doug. I said, Doug, you be careful. I said, that thing's full of snakes. You're, you're 50 feet from the water line. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, okay. I said, I was raised here. I know what happens in Florida. 
So it's so funny. All of a sudden, I walk up to the house because I wouldn't be a part of this, and I hear screaming and yelling. And he's running up to the house. And I said, yeah, what was it, a water box? He said, I don't know what it was, but it came after me. I'm like, yeah, how about that? How about that? Finally, we got a claw truck coming to pick it up, and as the claw truck was picking it up, snakes were falling out of the bottom of it. And I thought, yeah, that's it. Austin's right. Living in Florida, you ain't for softies. So, guys, listen to me. You know, listen to me. We need our country back. We need our country back. And we ain't getting it back with a bunch of liberals coming in from South America, speaking different languages, speaking Portuguese, speaking Spanish, speaking who knows what all over the place now. Can't even talk around here anymore. It's awful. We need a revival. We've got to get back to Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. We've got a vacuum in the pulpit is what we have. Be created by a lack of leadership from the Christians. That's what this is. It's a complete and total vacuum in the pulpit. And if we don't turn back to God and we don't get rid of this vacuum in the pulpit and we don't start hearing people preach the truth about who Jesus Christ is, this whole thing that we have is going to come apart at the seams. It's known as the United States. Jesus is the only answer. Without him, we have no hope to stop the onslaught of this evil one. I mean, Jesus defeated him. This country is suffering from a spiritual anemia due to the vacuum in the pulpit. There is literally little spiritual leadership coming from the pulpit. Any pastor who tries to tell the truth, in most cases, is quickly silenced. That's why all of us who are dedicated Christians have to stand in the gap and help to bring a true revival to the United States of America. Listen to me, friends. Get people to listen to this show. Pass it around. Let's all do our part to make this happen. I got had the opportunity to pray for you guys this morning. You guys are absolutely amazing. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. 100%. And, I mean, the, and the only way to bring the country back is to continue to speak the truth, no matter how uncomfortable it gets, no, how, no matter how much flack you get from it, and standing up for your convictions, like Ron Paul said in that. No person has the right to tell you what medical treatments you have to have done to your body. Nobody has the right to ask you about what medical treatments you've done. Nobody has that right, and this is, for some odd reason, this concept is eluding the large proportion of the United States into thinking that this is okay behavior. As I said before, if you want to go and get an injection, that's your choice. If you want to go run around with a face diaper on, that's your choice. It's fine. But on the other hand, too, if you don't want to do it, you also have that right to say no. And for some odd reason, people forgot the word no now in the United States. Everything's just okay, 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 that's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because they think they're going to miss out. They're not going to have their comfort lifestyle because they're so obsessed with basically being able to do anything they want as far as the aspect of, well, I don't want to be inconvenienced with anything. It's time everybody gets comfortable with being inconvenienced and being pushing back. It's not comfortable to deal with this stuff. It's easy to comply. It's always easy to comply. It's always the easiest thing to do is to comply and go along with the crowd and follow whatever the crowd's doing. That's the easy way out. The hard way is pushing back and being the resistance. But when you do that, you encourage other people to do the same thing. And that's why I've continued to try to do the best I can to promote freedom and truth here on the show at healthmasters.com. So be sure if you guys need anything, 
Email us or call us, healthmasters.com, the product of the week, the cortisol buster, really, really effective product. Helps out with relaxation, with sleep, mental clarity. Also really helps to reduce high levels of cortisol that are due to, you know, stress and the effects that it has on the body. So it's a very, very good product. I highly recommend for everybody that basically is dealing with stuff. And quite frankly, just about everybody's dealing with stuff right now. And we all have to understand that all of us are going through stuff. Everybody goes through stuff. Nobody's, nobody's got a perfect life. Nobody ever has, nobody ever will. But continuing to find peace and continuing to stay strong and hold your convictions. Because one of the worst things you can ever do is to believe something wholeheartedly, to stand for something wholeheartedly, and then basically sell it for pennies on the dollar because you didn't want to have a fight for it. we got to fight for freedom. It's not going to stay here. It's going to go away, and it will dissipate. And there's one thing that I can't stand is people that basically talk one way and say, well, I'm going to stand up for this. I'm not going to comply with this, and they turn right around the first sign of conflict, and they go, oh, I, I don't want to deal with all that. I don't, I don't want to have any problems. Man. I don't want to have any conflict with anything. Continue to stand on your convictions, my friends. Thank you so much again for the support. The HGH Stimulate, we got another small batch in. We've been trying to get batches in as quickly as we can. I know it's a popular product, the three-pack special on sale at the website right now. We also got another brand-new fresh batch of the organic food buckets in for anybody that's wanting to make sure they stay prepped and stocked up on any gear that they need. So thank you again, my friends, for the Continued support of Health Masters. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always. Oh, and again, thank you for the emails. I'm getting a lot of emails from people basically giving me support, also giving me stories, telling me what's going on across the country. I appreciate a lot of the stuff. A lot of those of you guys know, I don't respond to them most of the time. I do try to read everything, but sometimes it becomes very difficult to respond to two or 300 emails, but I do get the emails and I do appreciate the support and the stories and the updates on certain things that are going along all around the country because that's how we stay updated. So thank you again for that. Have a blessed night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.